Welcome, I'm Ryan Hicks, and this is Modern Business, the podcast to learn from franchise business leaders and explore new business technology. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. Thanks for being here, and welcome to Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all so much for hopping on here once again. Uh, I am uh, flying solo today. Uh, without Mr. Without Mr. Ryan Hicks, uh, our uh, our beloved founder of Modern Business, so thank you all for uh, bearing with me today alone. Luckily, I will have uh, somebody on the line here in a moment that is going to, of course, um, carry the podcast for the rest of the way. Uh, really awesome guy that's going to have a lot of great insights into a space that you know is really interesting right now in the franchise space. Um, of course, whenever you guys see on the lead that it's something about food, people do get pretty excited, but you know, this gentleman has a lot of experience on the operational side of the house. So I think that um, it'll be important, especially now, for you guys to hear some advice from him. Uh, before we actually hop into the interview today, I did want to, of course, go through some uh, housekeeping at the top. At the top here, uh, first and foremost, uh, please, uh, please do check out our Springboard Influencer series that we are hosting every Thursday. Uh, that is at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, folks. Uh, those last for an hour, and they are recorded and put up on franchisors.com if you can't make it. Uh, this week, we have um, the CEO of a very large multi-unit franchisee um, called Ampex Brands. So please go and check that out. Um, Mr. Ta- I mean, you know, Tabasam is somebody who is you know quite experienced in the world of multi uh, of of the multi-unit owners and so he'll have a really he'll have some really awesome insights and then we're also having you know uh, mary kennedy thompson on the coo of neighborly uh, at the same time so some some two powerhouses here this week uh, and many others that we'll be having week following so please go and check those out if you can in addition folks um please um please also go and check out franchisors.com uh, to also go and check out our switchboard. Um, franchise switchboard is something that was founded by Lane Fisher and Brad Fishman to help out folks who have been displaced by COVID-19. So if you are somebody that is looking for a job, there are many job postings that are on there. I think it's more than 50. And if you, of course, are um, if you, of course, are looking to post your resume somewhere, there is a resume drop on there too. So, uh, folks, really excited to bring on my next guest today. Um, he is the CEO of an awesome brand called Your Pie. Um, I have Dave McDougall on the line. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Jack, it's a pleasure. Uh, glad to join you today. Yeah, really, really excited to have you. Um, you know, I, I know that you're uh, making your way ma- making your way out uh, to Athens, Georgia, over there because you're down in Georgia. So we really appreciate you. Uh, calling into the show today and uh, really looking forward to hearing the insights. Uh, so, you know, for me, what I really want to start with here is just to get the lay of the land of, you know, what your pie is all about. So a, a brief founding story and then also how you got involved in the brand. Great. No, uh, your pie uh, was founded in 2008 by a gentleman named Drew French. Uh, the inspiration for your pie pizza uh, was Drew got that inspiration on his honeymoon uh, in 2006 when he and his wife, Natalie, who were high school sweethearts, uh, went to Italy. Uh, Natalie uh, has family, uh, has an Italian background, and went to to meet family in Italy. And Drew was inspired uh, by the culture, by, by the sense of community, by the sense of family and food. And it 
it, when he came back uh, from his honeymoon, he really started to think about, boy, what could I do with pizza that would be unique and different? And he saw what was going on in the industry with fast casual, uh, Chipotle as an example, the down the line, make it your way, customization. And he thought, why can't I do that with pizza? And so he developed uh, Your Pie Pizza as the first, and we claim first, down the line, fast casual pizza concept uh, where you can pick your dough, your sauce, your cheese, uh, your vegetables, your proteins, etc., and clearly make the pizza your way. And then it's cooked in a uh, brick oven. And again, we, we would also, we'll make the claim that we consider our dough and sauce the best. And they come from Drew and Natalie's family recipes. So uh, again, it's, it's been an exciting concept to be part of. Uh, certainly have enjoyed and continue to enjoy working with Drew uh, as the founder and president of Your Pie. Uh, and how we grow your pie to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's, it's, it's so funny that it's, it's so funny. I've always loved the space quite a bit, but I never really knew much about the brand that like really was the first one to truly do it. So it's, it's, it's always interesting to hear that. So I'm, so I'm happy to hear that, uh, you know, you ended up joining such an awesome brand and, you know, what I'd love to know is how you, how you got involved I know that you have vast experience within the franchise space, especially when it comes to restaurants um, on the operational side of the house and would love to just kind of go through how you got involved in your pie as well. Well, I'm going to make myself sound a little old, but uh, no, I, I've been in <laughs> franchi franchising uh, and food service really all of my career for over 35 years and worked with some mm -hmm. great brands over the years, Denny's, Cinnabon, uh, backyard burgers and um, someone we both know uh, pretty well uh, has been involved with your pie for about seven years and that's David Barr and David is the chairman of uh, your pie and got involved mm -hmm. with your pie in two, 2013 so I had uh, David and I have you know certainly had a, a long-term relationship in the industry through the IFA uh, I had kind of finished what I consider my assignment with Backyard Burgers, was back in Atlanta. Uh, Dave and I had connected, and he talked to me about this opportunity with your pie and how potentially would I or someone I know have an interest in coming in uh, to really bring kind of a next level of leadership and experience that he felt that the, the brand could use as it now is 75 location strong and we clearly want to get well over a hundred and uh, just some of the things that are going to need to to be Im improved and changed from a service support standpoint uh, as we go forward so uh, one thing led to another and uh, in uh, the end of 2018 I joined uh, your pod I love it. And, you know, as, as you said, you know, D David Barr being, uh, being a mentor to me, I think that, you know, it certainly speaks volumes that he, you know, thought of you instantly to come in and really help out on the operations side. And then eventually, um, to kind of take the reins over as CEO, as you currently stand today. So, 
uh, really happy that you ended up joining this brand because uh, obviously over the years, David has said awesome things about it and they, and, you know, in you, they have a really great leader. And I think that, you know, in, in the spirit of that, I think what would be helpful and, you know, it's something that is on everybody's mind at the moment. Uh, what have you been seeing in terms of, you know, how the brand has had to change a little bit because of COVID-19? You know, are there, is there anything from an initiative standpoint that you guys um, have done that you've changed a little bit that may actually help the brand into the future um, as we kind of see our new reality? Yeah, no, that great question. And, and there, you know, I, it, I tell people sometimes you just maybe you do things and then you, it, it's almost like good luck. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. one, of the, the big, one of the big initiatives last year for us back was around technology and our need to upgrade the technology platform that we had in place. And mm-hmm. we ended up make, making that move, putting all new point of sale systems in the restaurant, uh, introduce a new online ordering platform, a new loyalty rewards program. And that has been huge for us to be able to pivot from a concept that honestly is 80, 85% dine-in to now a concept mm-hmm. that's well over 55% takeout delivery and curbside. And I can't imagine if we had not had made those technology changes and selected the partners that we selected because they've been a huge help and they're industry leaders in their category, you know, where we would have been uh, is we had to move, um, you know, to this kind of new operating format. And while our restaurants uh, in most cases, all remained open because they were considered as an essential service. It could only be obviously through takeout, delivery, and, and curbside. So um, that that has been been really a, a savior for us. And while I would tell you know the listeners, it hasn't totally made up for all the sales uh, from dine in. It certainly got most of our restaurants at a place that at least they could be, you know, cash flow positive and, and maintain uh, and keep things going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that right now it's kind of, you know, you're, 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 we're, we're all trying to survive at, at the current moment. And I think that, you know, the fact that you guys, and, and as you eloquently said before we got onto the podcast, sometimes, you know, think sometimes timing works out. And I think in this, in the, in, you know, in this instance, you guys certainly were happened to be uh, moving over into all of this from a technological standpoint. And it did make you quite a bit more nimble just based off of the timing of, you know, switching over to the providers that you guys have for loyalty and, you know, your delivery operating system. And I think it made it a lot easier on your franchisees, which I think is a great thing. And, you know, I think that um, another an, another particular capacity that I do um, want to go through a little bit is, you know, advice that you may have on the operational side of the house. Because I think that a lot of interesting things have been happening with the franchise or franchisee relationship. And I think a lot of people have been have been scared, understandably. And I think that, you know, for somebody who is so experienced in working with a lot of really um, impressive and large brands that many people know, um, you know, do you have any advice in terms of what you guys have been doing with your brand that may be that may be helpful for other operational executives or other founders and CEOs out there that are really struggling just to, you know, know what to say? Because nobody really knows what to say, right? But I think that um, it would be interesting to kind of hear your insights there. 
No, uh, the for, for us, it's been a multi-tiered approach to, you know, how do we support and help the franchise owners? I mean, the first thing, Zach, was just communication, communication, communication. There's just, and I know you come from that world, but but in this, mm-hmm. especially in, in what we're dealing with today, there's no such thing as over-communicating, particularly with the difficulties that many of our franchise owners uh, are experiencing. Um, I'll kind of just touch on just some some bullets. I mean, operationally, one of the things that we have been working really hard on uh, in conjunction with a number of our key franchise owners is is the the operational changes that happened in our restaurants going from 80, 85% dine-in to now we're 55% takeout delivery curbside. And it had a mm-hmm. real, uh, a, a definite impact on just the flow of the line, how things work uh, in the in the back of the house. And so we've, we've been coming up with new, new operating procedures to, you know, not only how do we service the guests, the one thing that that we've really tried to pay attention to is the guest experience digitally. What is the guest experience? Uh, is it something that they find? Is it you know frictionless? Uh, what are the pain points when a guest tries to order online or tries to pick up curbside? And so we're working through those because I will say it has not been perfect. Uh, we've certainly had some challenges. We know we have to get better. And we certainly believe that's, you know, again, a business that is here to stay and we just have to get better at executing. Uh, the, the next thing I would just say marketing and, and the big change there was just the focus on digital marketing. And, and we're, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact, right now, very close to making an offer to bring in a senior digital marketing manager because we just feel mm-hmm. like that that is where marketing is going. And we need to have someone who was seasoned experience in that space that can really help our CMO help me, uh, you know, understand what our approach, what our strategy needs to be as it relates to digital marketing. From an executive team standpoint, I will tell you that we took a very hands-on approach between myself and, you know, Drew and a couple other of the key executives And we kind of took a divide and conquer approach with the franchise owners. Each of Mm -hmm. us were assigned a number of franchise franchise owners to be in constant touch with to help them get through getting payroll protection loans, uh, EIDL, and addressing rent relief, whether that be abatement or deferral with landlords. And we've we've been working that constantly over the last four months because the PPP money was a definite lifeline that helped many of the franchise franchisees keep going. No question about it. EIDL is really, mm-hmm. you can, you can look at that as kind of a kind of a recapitalization or refinancing of the business. And then the, the rent side of this, which has frankly been the most difficult, <laughs> uh, you know, some landlords have been accommodating many others have not. Uh, but that is going to be a critical aspect longer term, especially as sales continue to be at a 80% of previous levels. And, you know, we just found for the viability to keep restaurants going, we had to get 
you know, have those calls with owners every week, every few days, help them kind of come to grips with this. And then, okay, what do we get? We got to do something about it. We can't just sit there and complain about it. We've got to say, okay, what are we going to do? And so that, that has been something that we've been working diligently over the past four months. And right now, the real focus, I would just say, is on how we can help support them with rent. Uh, and, and myself included have been on a number of calls with landlords sharing kind of where we are as a company, where we're going, the things that we've done, but Hey, listen, we need your help. <laughs> we need your help too. So, uh, mm-hmm. the last thing I'll just mention, uh, Zach has been, you know, coming up with some new limited time offers, some new creative, uh, pizza offerings. Uh, and uh, that's something Drew is really, really good at. Uh, we're introducing our Chicken Al Pastor pizza, uh, which just launched on Monday, and that comes on the heels of a very successful uh, promotion, which was our peach prosciutto pie, uh, which we ran for the last eight weeks, and we're going to continue kind of this cycle of every eight weeks coming out with a uh, new pizza along with a gelato, a featured beer, uh, and uh, kind of an accompaniment or side. So that's something that we're we're focused on, all just to have new news. Yeah, I think that that's an important thing to have constant LTOs going on, just to create some buzz around the brand from a consumer standpoint. And I think that you know w- one thing that I am that I was particularly interested in well really there was two things in there that I thought was really cool number one is that you guys you know were actually dividing and conquering and basically you you really and, and, and I somebody I don't remember who said it but somebody that I heard on a webinar basically said is like as the franchisor you need to be the franchisees therapist during the pandemic and I think that the fact that you guys divided and conquered and really, so to speak, decrease the class size quite a bit and to really help them out on a more personal level, I think was really smart. I think that a lot of people can take a lot away from that. I think that the other thing, you know, that you that, that you've done as the CEO clearly is that you've taken a hands-on approach with, you know, the landlords, which I think is something that everybody um, is wondering how to do right now. And I am kind of I am kind of curious when it comes to the real estate side of things, there is a bit of opportunity when it comes to the development world as well, because despite the fact that we haven't necessarily seen um, the rents go down in the way that we may have thought by this point, um, I've had numerous people on the podcast, Dave, from the real estate side of the house that have said that said as much, but they have said is that these second generation locations are becoming easier and easier to find because there's just so many, unfortunately. So, you know, from a development standpoint, what are you guys seeing when it comes to the real estate world? And, you know, are you guys able to find some more premium um, real estate now that, you know, as you guys are looking at the development side with Ken Caldwell and his team, you know, what are you guys seeing when it comes to development and real estate? Great question. What we haven't really seen yet is a, real adjustment in what rents will be, uh, kind of post-COVID rents, what I want to call it. And and part of it, Mm -hmm. Zach, and I do do really believe the opportunity of of this whole event is 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 coming. And and the rent side of it though, I think even back in two thousand eight when the you know Great Recession hit, we didn't see the landlord and, and real estate side of that change for about 12 months. And 
I'm kind of a, the feeling we're kind of in the same boat that that come this fall and into next year, I think we'll start to see uh, more opportunities coming as as unfortunately we see more vacant space <laughs> and and people just unfortunately mm-hmm. not not being able to make it. Um, what I said to our group is, I mean, my number one priority is to see your pie franchising and as many franchise locations come through this. And what I say, get through the other side of, of this event uh, and then be able to make some hay and take advantage of opportunities that are going to be available for better locations at, with better economics, i.e. rent. Uh, I think there's there's going to be, unfortunately, less restaurants. So those that are out there will hopefully, you know, be able to get, get a, a little bigger. going to be um, a good, you know, no, a, available workforce. I, I really think there's going to mm-hmm. be good, good opportunities to get some good talent and that kind of thing. And so, um, so all that said, you know, I certainly believe that you know, for those that have the wherewithal, that have a little capital in their pocket, um, there's going to be some mm-hmm. opportunities like that uh, up ahead. Now, one of the things I'll tell you, just kind of going back to the beginning of the year, we I, I felt really good about the strategic plan we had put in place for 2020. By the mm-hmm. end of March, that thing was in the can. <laughs> like, this ain't going to happen. Um with a number of the things that we wanted to do now. Um, and what we kind of looked at is we, we broke it up into kind of three pieces and, and shared this with the system. But, but for us, it's about resilience. And the first stage was just, we got to just, I mean, things were coming at us every day and we didn't know, I mean, information, the situation was evolving quickly. And so for our owners, it was just like, guys, we just got to hunker down and let's get through this. The second stage was recovery. And, and that's where we are today. It's okay. There is a little sense of normalcy. Yeah, we are dealing with surge, but each day is, is, is pretty predictable right now in terms of just, okay, this is the business that we're ha- we have. Customers are starting to come in. Uh, it's different but we are generating revenue and, and it is all about just trying to get stability uh, in the recovery phase. And then the, the third phase and probably the most critical is kind of reimagine and what reimagine. And I know you hear that from a, from a number of folks right now, but reimagine is, mm-hmm. what is what is your pie going to look like in the future? What is going to be the new normal? And we're working yeah. on, we started the work on a new, prototype, how does, how does uh, curbside delivery and pickup windows and all that kind of start factoring in to what our future business model is. Fam- family meals, take and bake, all those things are, are things that we're working on right now as we think about the brand and how people will want to use it in the future. Yeah, and folks, you guys can tell that this that this man has been on many interviews before because he already knew where I was going to go with goals before I even <laughs> did it. And I <laughs> and and I and I and I do love uh, I do love the fact that I, a lot of people have been saying, you know, at the very beginning of the year, I felt really good, and then it all went out the window. However, you did manage to 
you know, to find a way to take what you had in front of you and still come up with a really awesome plan and in, in to really, you know, look for goals on how to improve on curbside, which you have done through technology. And there's all sorts of, you know, great things that you guys clearly have on the horizon that I'm really looking forward to seeing. And, you know, they, they definitely have an awesome executive to take them through, you know, the process here. And, you know, what I, the last question that I did have for you, Dave, that I think that a lot of people are probably wondering um, is, you know, what is your favorite pizza when, it, when at, at your pie? Because I know that there's a lot of different LTOs coming out, but what is your, what is your order? Cause I think that some, I always love to hear the food CEOs, you know, kind of talk about what they, what they love most about the food at their brand. Well, if, if you ask me of what are kind of our, uh, you know, we, Drew has developed seven favorites and I really like the barbecue chicken, but, but you know, the whole thing about your pie is the down the line, make it your way. So I will tell Mm -hmm. you that if you were standing with me and we're going down the line, I'm, I'm going to be a white dough with red sauce with mozzarella cheese. I'm going to have artichokes and mushrooms. I'm going to put a little chicken mm. on that and a little sprinkle of bacon <laughs> um, and some basil and some fresh basil. And that would be the one that you would find on my app as one of my favorites. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cause I mean, I, I think it's always, it's always interesting because, you know, I, for folks who have been listening for a long time, uh, it's Ryan and I's favorite question to ask aside from technology is, you know, when we go to meet with a restaurant brand, you know, like Dave's here, we always like to hear what they actually like to eat at their own brand. You know, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Honestly, I think, I'm, <laughs> I think that sounds pretty good. So I think that I'd like to try that sometime. And I really appreciate you coming on, Dave. I think this was this was really great. A really awesome advice for folks who are really trying to figure out um, how to navigate through uh, the pandemic, especially in the restaurant world. You obviously have a wealth of experience and, you know, we really appreciate you coming on and uh, letting us disturb your drive for a little bit and uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing you in person very soon. Well, good. Well, thank you, Zach. Enjoyed it. and Certainly willing to share any advice or assistance I can with any of your listeners and, and, you know, happy to have you share my contact information. So, uh, again, if there's anything I can do to help or just commiserate, uh, happy to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love that. And I think that one thing before we go, Dave, is, uh, for folks who are interested in learning more about your pie, both if they want to order a pizza, of course, uh, online, um, or, um, if they do want to learn more uh, about the franchise opportunity and want to talk to Ken, Caldwell and his team, you know, where can they find you guys online? Um, well, you can find us at yourpie.com and all of our requisite contact information would be there. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, uh, folks, and if you have uh, any questions about your pie or the brand, uh, always happy to uh, connect uh, with you all. And Ryan and I are always happy to connect you with uh, Dave or Ken or anybody else on the team. Uh, and if, as if David Barr doesn't have enough to do for folks who do know David Barr, um, he is a wealth of knowledge in franchising, of course, so uh, he knows quite a bit about this brand as we have uh, discussed. So, folks, thanks so much for listening. Um, please subscribe if you'd like to listen to more episodes just like this with uh, awesome executives like Dave. And if you can find us at Modern Business without the E um, at anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks.